Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service in Chill. And today we are talking Miami Connection with Take Havoc. Now, if you are not familiar with Take Havoc, he is a rapper with Alaskan roots currently residing in Oregon. His most recent record is Kill the Clan, produced entirely by DJ Allegiance. Currently, it is streaming across various music platforms and it is available for both streaming and purchase. All right, I've included links for his music uh, in the description. All right, now the film Miami Connection from Wikipedia starring Y.K. Kim, who also wrote and produced the feature. Originally, it was critically maligned and received poor box office returns upon release. It remained unseen for decades until Draft House Films restored the film for a proper release in 2012. Now, the film was released on DVD, Blu-ray, limited edition VHS, and various digital download options on December 11th, 2012. Since then, the film has been better received by audience and has garnered a cult following. By the way, that meowing that you hear, that's Nutter Butter. That's the new kitten. If you are a, uh, a new listener, you've been listening to some of these newer episodes, you know all about Nutter Butter. And uh, I guess she's kind of the mascot at this point. Anyway, so here's a little bit about how we came to find out about Miami Connection. When I say we, I mean uh, as the masses. I, we kind of go into how we found out about it as a crew uh, from Take Havoc. However, how the masses found out about it, this is really cool. An employee of the Alamo Draft House out of Austin, Texas, was cruising eBay one day, and he came across a copy of Miami Connection for 50 bucks. And so he did what any good human being would do with a movie like Miami Connection. He bought it, and he put it into their weird Wednesday rotation, and all of a sudden, people started watching it. People wanted to see it. People wanted to hear all about it. People wanted to get to know this movie. There is a riff tracks on the film. There's a lot going on. There's a whole kind of canon to go along with this. And if you cruise down the YouTube rabbit hole, you can find performances of the band uh, Dragon Sound on, uh, on the YouTube from their reunion tour after the re-release of this film. Now, Alamo Draft House does in fact have its own streaming service, and so uh, we'll be diving into that one as a crew a little bit later, and that is uh, ondemand.drafthouse.com. Now, some of the other things we discuss on the podcast, Jerry Falwell Jr., Jerry Falwell, and uh, Larry Flint. And before we go into the uh, the actual podcast, I just I really want to give this quick rundown. This is just my little critical beatdown of the film Miami Connection. Now, the film is part of what I call the ninja genre. All right, those are movies about ninjas. That includes films like American Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja. But this is way more like Samurai Cop. All right, it's an extreme sports movie, the same way that Rad or Thrashing, or Gleaming the Cube is, except it's more like Solar Babies than any of those. This isn't Warrior. This isn't Never Back Down. It's it's more like No Retreat, No Surrender, but the acting just isn't as good. Ladies, gents, and others, thank you very much for checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service and chill.
And be sure to check out the website, streaming service, and chill.com. Final fight. They reminded me of like them chicks, the biker chicks. Fight. Fight. Well, you I never played Final Fight. Oh, I, come on. Was that a I video game? There were many women that. Oh, that's an old ass video game. That's an eighties video game. Well, that's an eighties video game. Yeah, Rashi. <laughs> so you're sitting there with your fucking Atari playing Final Fight with a bunch of pixelated women with their boobies hanging. I'm still, out. I'm still waiting well, you, for, you my, know, for my for so my Wi-Fi. You know what? When when you're dealing in eight bit, that little like that little pink squared. There's just oh my nipple. god. Yeah, that could uh, be, yeah, yeah, you get to, you get to have an imagination. Yeah, it gets you further. Like, it gets you further. Dude, I have had some sexy Tetris. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm so, I just started thinking about dial-up porn. You know, you got dial-up porn, so you do a still frame image, and it's like coming down, and it's all. Blurry Yo, I remember that. I and you're already going, up. so you're just filling in the blanks as it's coming down. <laughs> and you're like, not what I was expecting. <laughs> then you get to the very, you get to the very end. You got this beautiful woman. That's only funny because I've done fantastic, that. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> stomach. And you're just like, yeah, you're like, oh, give me the money shot, give me the money shot. And then that last little bit loads in, and it's a big old. Ah, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! You've been cranking it to a she-do for forty-five minutes while the it's, it. it's the computer the whole family uses, <laughs> and you haven't learned about clearing history yet. So your, so your family loves it. It knows you're a pervert of patience. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've corrupted at least two of my family's uh, family computers back in the day. I, 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 I broke at least two of them. Then they were like, you know what? We're going to Apple after this because I kept, I kept fucking up the PCs, man. Apple has better spyware, so you can, here you go, stun. You like porn? We bought you an Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that that's Thanks, exactly yeah. how it went down. <laughs> that keeps, keeps well, up. I'll take habit. We know that you enjoy your porno, but I. But well, I prefer to see him. it like in pixels and in like increments. Like I don't want all of my picture at once. Yeah. I want to oh, wait yeah. like two to three minutes before I see like. You like that delay. You like that delay. You're one of those freaks. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, it gets really good if you get disconnected midway through. In the 90s, we called oh. it foreplay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mom walks in because you're in the living room where the computer is. <laughs> At three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's sad because it's true. <laughs> like, I just wanted one picture of nipples. 
<laughs> it was that shit's way too real. That shit's way too real, man. Oh my god. In that time, I could have learned to talk to girls. <laughs> I know. Well, they would have. It's too busy. I could have been out there <laughs> learning how to hack the internet for boobs. <laughs> oh gosh. Wasted well, time. Password sites are still a thing. <laughs> Oh my god, a war is. <laughs> anyway, though, I feel yeah. like I feel like so. Chicago Twenty years before those jokes were able to be made, this movie was made by a guy trying to memberships, and that's what we need to remember: is that all of this started because in 1985 and 1986. A dude from a dude who moved to South Florida from Korea said, "I need to sell more Taekwondo memberships, and the only way to do that is to make an action sports film." Yeah, like he'd yeah. seen Rashin, he'd seen Rad. He was like, "I can, I can do Corey Webster, but with, but with, uh, with Taekwondo, and Taekwondo looks great and uh, on cameras because you're, it's like, it's no, like a violent yoga. It's um, amazing. It's like a <laughs> violent yoga." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so it's it's fucked up because it's like, because as a Taekwondo instructor, when you watch the fights in this film, this dude clearly has never told his students to block. Like, no, like how are you no. a, blo a black belt, but you never learned to put? Uh, yeah. you don't need you don't need teachers because you don't need to do that. As long as you do this, you're gonna get kicked right there. Problem solved. Yeah. No, it, it's, that is blocking, it's bro. You're you're. This is so powerful. They can only hit you where they where you want them to. Rather attack. Yeah, no, I think I mean, that, that's it. He explained it perfectly. There it is. That's Shut it. up, Siri. We haven't even seen you yet. I know you're there. <laughs> Have you been here the whole time, Siri? Are you there? You're like just listening to my conversation, even though I can't see you and I don't know that you're really there. You're fucking there listening to me all the time, aren't you, you little son of a bitch? He's there. Let me see that face. Where are you? He's right behind you. Oh, you have a herpes outbreak right now, Siri? What? That does not compute. Yeah, like like grab grab your little fucking reach around. Colin Bones or your your Jolly Roger flag yeah. and look behind. Sorry. No, he'll be gone he's, by then. He's uh. Mr. Havoc, you don't understand. Um. He's yeah. got it's he cool. He's got ninja music behind him. Dude, I hate hate sexual. You had your hand down. He had his hand out. It was if you were a tag team uh, partner with him, you'd have just continue to get fucked up. He was like, "Yo, I'll tag in. I'll tag in." And you're like, I'm just going to put my head down. You'd be a great ref in professional wrestling. You're not paying attention to anything. Like zero. Zero. Yeah. You put your well, head I, down for a I second. I don't need to pay attention to chairs in the ring. Man. <laughs> Which, by the way, we had professional wrestling up here this past Friday. Mm. Yeah, you had. Yeah, I, had uh, nice. AE, I, I had gotten to see AEW star Joey Janela. Uh, wrestle Swoggle of the WWE, formerly uh, known as Horn Swoggle. Um, yeah, it was great, a great match. A lot of matches. Like the, the second nephew cousins to the Bushwhackers were there in attendance. The, the Bush, <laughs> the Bushes. That's yeah. actually, you know, the crazy thing is, is um, the Bushwhackers well, were Swanner, actually supposed to be Swanner related now. to the, the Bush family. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's uh, that deep. That deep Australian inbreeding, that joke didn't go anywhere. No, no, that was yeah, but are we talking, like, what type of Bush? Are we, talk, are we talking about, like, the Bush Latte family? Or what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about the Bushwhackers and... Uh, yeah, the, the, the Spinsteins. 
if you know like Doc oh Holmes, the Spencer and Mrs. Spencer. we're going back to the we're going back to the Yiddish conversation okay yeah cool. yeah like the the children like of them that did the, the wrestling with the no teeth and the like licking each other's armpits thing last time I wrestled with somebody with no teeth it was a very interesting experience to say the how least. much did that cost you a <laughs> <laughs> couple G's it was a little bit more than yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a little bit more. A good night will cost you some dough. If like the <laughs> night of your life costs you like fifty bucks, it wasn't the night of your life. Yeah, like I, I love that he's got a good baseline. You'll never forget though. You'll never forget. Yeah, that's a, like it's got to be worth it to you. You gotta, you know, you gotta make the whole thing, uh, you know, like a real experience to you. Um, that's right. Before we depart, before we depart from the film, there were some some things that I wanted to discuss about or discuss. Can we talk about the dubbing? Because the dubbing was fucking terrible. Oh, the I see. I'll argue with you that because I okay, thought the there were so many moments because it was there terrible. were so many moments where like homies are like moving their mouths and like there is nothing coming out and that shit. I, I mean, I love it. I do I love that, that shit, but Netflix it's also so. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the movie. Like this, this was um, yeah. like financed by one of the members of the band and the taekwondo instructor. Like they made this like thing, like a Kim, yeah. It cost about a million dollars to make. So, like the, the film, the Dude, film that, that hurts my you brain. Can make that it for hurts three my brand brain now. That However, should've... you've got to get people who are cameramen. You got to do as much of the stuff because it's it's the 1980s. You know, it's not like everyone mm -hmm. had access to the equipment. There wasn't a whole lot of equipment that my was being made, and there probably weren't a whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but we're talking about the ability to overdub and uh, yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> that ex uh, to do that in South Florida in the 80s cost real money. Yeah. So, oh yeah, for sure. You know, like the 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 quality of the boom mics isn't going to be what it is now, or no, of or, course not. No. Like for like a, a high budget mid eighties film like Muppets Take Manhattan, um, <laughs> yeah, which also yeah, costs maybe. one million dollars. But yeah, I mean, and it's but, also it's also on Tubi. <laughs> Yo, that's one of the, honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. Muppets Take Manhattan. It's a good show. I love, dude. I love all the Muppets for real, dude. There isn't grits, one that, grits. Think, how many grits? I don't know. You count them. <laughs> I like Animal. But. Oh, man. Animal. I like all the one-liners. They were great. They were like, there yeah. was just some random shit that was said. Like everyone on and uh, and the Muppets and the Muppet movies is basically <laughs> like Coach on uh on and cheers like not like not like not like kermit and piggy but like all those little those little sub coaching cheers is so tragic he this was is a long story but he was so tragic so okay but but he was also he didn't believe in this uh he didn't believe in the moon yeah no yeah like so the, it's not real yeah the moon wasn't his i didn't i didn't believe in the moon until they uh until they sent pictures um he'd have been, he'd have been primed for some eddie bravo earth flat uh flat earth stuff Oh, fun. Throwing on, throw them on to some like Eric DeBay, uh, you know. Like, oh, we should do it. We got to do an episode of Cheers. We got to do an episode of Cheers. We do have to do an episode. I love Cheers. I love Cheers. Cheers is great. Cheers. What was Cheers? Uh, Never seen it. Wait, okay, obviously you're not from America. Um, you're right, actually. Oh, no, my cover's blown. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, Vadonia, Smirnoff Ice. Yes, very good, very good, you know? Oh, I come, I love Cheers. So good, coach. So tragic. You know, he have bad time. Oh, Muppets take Manhattan. Yeah, the hat, the hat almost had me convinced. And your know, Acapulco right? shirt. <laughs> I try so hard. Oh, no. You know, I go, I love Miami. You know, cocaine, boom, boom. We have good time. Make party. Get many, many white girls. Yeah. Well, it is like Omaha, Nebraska. That's where I, where I grow up. 
I go, I shuck corn, you know? I'm like, oh, shuck corn. <laughs> I make joke. I kid, I kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Hey, who's got a segue? <laughs> like, segue hey, up. did you know they're making a new Borat movie? Nice. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Really? Nice segue okay. and a great one. So here's what's what's great is that I I speak to uh, I I love coffee, right? I I love coffee. I love our local coffee shops, and, and what oh, I've yeah. learned is that um, people have forgotten that Borat exists. Yeah. Really? That's a real it's movie. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about my my Borat viewing experience because I watched it in Luxembourg, Germany, or in Lu not Luxembourg, Germany, in Luxembourg when I was stationed in Germany. He's high roading us, by the um, way. <laughs> so I watched wow, it. Well, well, we I will I watched it with with a, a bunch of people who aren't American. Yeah. And oh, so, right, right. That's so worst. that's what makes the viewing experience a little bit different because yeah, for yeah. some of these folks, this is. This is going to be their only interaction with actual people of the United States. Right? And they see him singing to cowboys screaming, throw the Jew down the well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to add to well. this story, but basically what he's saying is because he didn't see it with Americans, <laughs> it was better. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you know so it was me? A, this was the same audience uh, for the most part that I saw Inglorious Bastards with. And when the Jew mm. bear was, uh, was going Ted Williams, on the Nazi's head, I'm laughing yeah. my balls off. <laughs> and everybody else in the audience is like, oh my God, oh my God, what is he doing? What is he doing to the head of this? Could have been any one of our grandparents. This is horrific. Oh my God, I'm laughing my nuts off. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. And then he gets him in the brain. He beats him in the brain with a stick. He's killing the fucking Nazi. Um, and this is, and for me, like this, this is great. Like this is. Yeah, great. no, I, I saw it in theaters myself, that but it was, was with a bunch of boring ass Americans. But when you're watching it with people who, by the way, there is there there are two veteran uh, cemeteries in Luxembourg. One is the yes. American cemetery where General yep. Patton is buried. And then the other is for the Nazi dead. That one's scary. Um, terrifying. Oh, yeah. It was fucking <laughs> terrifying. Like the American one is like well lit. It's nice. It's yeah. cleaned on a regular day. The German yeah. one is right down the road. It's not really well maintained. I think it rains a little extra there every year because it just has yep. this awe of like doom and gloom. It's like, man, um, this is, I, I get it, I get it, but that's, right. uh, you know, a kilometer or two away from where I'm watching this movie. It was, a, it was just a weird sort of wrap your brain. That is, that's, that's kind that of a, that's surreal. Um, but See, I would have been, I would have been all about, I would have been clapping during that scene. I've been like, that's what my granddad did, your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> USA. Right. Clearly Nobody, not before he fucked your grandma. <laughs> oh. You, you kind of look like my brother. Are we, are, we, are we distant relatives? Are we distant relatives? Uh, <laughs> it's not a war crime. He was the victor. It's not a war crime. It's okay. I'm feeling very right. Zig Heilish. Oh, well. <laughs> Easy there, buddy. We don't want to cross a line now. No, no, no. Not here. So, so yeah. This... Um, this Go is see Miami Connection. It's, yeah, it's Miami a Connection. Sport movie. It's like thrashing. It's like Gleam I mean, Cube. It's more like Solar Babies or that BMX movie that Nicole Kidman was in. It's not a. It's not oh, by yeah, any great cinema, but it's great cinema to laugh at. The fact that it exists. Listen, Take your own yeah. notes. 
Watch it yeah. with people you enjoy watching movies with. That's the other thing. Yeah. This is a movie that you don't I have did, to yeah. feel bad about talking shit to the person next to you. Honestly, like, I, it's, I and it's encouraged. I would suggest not watching it alone. No. Yeah, and, oh, definitely. That is I, that's yeah for sure. Yeah, I watched it by myself, so I was very very analytical about it. And I mean, it was still <laughs> a good movie, but I think had had it had better editing, it could have been the next Schindler's List. Um. I thought I definitely had that commentary. Yeah, the commentary. I, it was I. It was actually pretty pervasive. The commentary. Yeah, I, mean, I thought Schindler's List could be the next Miami Connection. Tell that to Spielberg. <laughs> That'll go over real well. Man, you, I don't know if you've ever listened to this podcast, but we go over conspiracies and we can stick around on Spielberg for a minute. Oh, gee. Oh, God. Oh, no. man. I, you know, uh, I, I think Spielberg would be, would be considered blessed if we compared any of his films to the Miami Connection. Um, anything we can do to pull him away from the Illuminati, he will be grateful. I get it. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. can, we can all leave and come back six hours later when Bill's done. <laughs> yeah. And Bill's still going to be sitting here doing that Humphrey Bogart voice that he does when he gets really excited. Well, I know that. It's like Humphrey Bogart and uh, that annoying-ass guy from the fucking Parent Trap or whatever had a baby. Guilford Godfrey. Humphrey Bogart and Guilford Godfrey had a baby. Oh, that's yeah. Bill when he gets excited. Damn. That, I, that's, that's a statement. It's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, my God. Nice to meet yeah. you, Mr. Havoc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet yeah. all of you. Nice to meet all of you. This is all fun. Oh, wait, are you not like? Are you not like boys with Bill? Or is this? Are you, did you just call this guy randomly? He's like, yeah, I'll be on the show. No, like it might. He just put numbers no, on the phone and social this media. Video. Social media shit. Social media. So one of the things that I do oh, uh, that that at least I have ownership of and haven't done enough with is AlaskaHipHop.com. And mm -hmm. one of the things yeah. that I like, one of the ways that I enjoy spending my time is listening to the music of artists from here. And yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, Take has, he's regularly releasing music. Like there's, there's a consistent stream of new music. And yeah. he's done some, some really well, like clear, uh, clear stuff. The, rec the record that came out in March with DJ Allegiance, right? Very yeah. solid, sort of like I would yeah. I'd call it a, a, a backpack hip hop record. It's totally. That's what I would describe most of it as, honestly. Um, but it's this, this very, this, this new record, Kill the Clan, uh, doesn't have. It doesn't have the same sound for a lot of, for a lot of different reasons, and and I and I I wanted to say that I that was one of the things that I appreciated the most about the record that it was more, it was more about content than clarity if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Absolutely. Like, this these are the things that I need to say because this is this is the time and place in my life. This doesn't necessarily have uh, the time that I would you know if if you're making a traditional record. Um, you know, you take more time doing it. This is a record that needs to get out. Um, yeah, I just record, pushed it right the fuck out. Um, <laughs> it's crazy that like this is the one I probably spent some of the least amount of time on, and like it's gotten some of the most response. Like this, this shit's already got like over fifteen hundred plays in two weeks, which is kind of unprecedented for me personally. Nice. So like, it's cool. cool. It's really cool yeah, to just see yeah, like is... how people respond. You know, if you if you say what the what other people are thinking in a way that they, you know, that resonates with them. No, support. and this is, this is something really cool. So and wait. That I like to focus on is the fact that we're, um, like, I like to look at you and your art and focus on, like, kind of what you do creatively um, and focus a little bit less on, like, your, your fine work at the Barnes & Noble. Uh, um, 
<laughs> but, oh, yeah, I used to sell no, no, it, I, I think it's okay. So that's one of actually <laughs> to, to be <laughs> well, I, okay. So here's oh, well, yeah, funny, 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 funny lesser known stereotype. <laughs> funny lesser known stereotype about crackheads is they love to read. Yes, crackheads oh, yeah. love yeah. crackheads love reading. Yeah, so buy their yeah, I'm about to get me some crack in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be speed reading like a motherfucker. Well, it's it's efficient <laughs> that way. Yeah. Well, okay. So so oh, your crack God. is essentially it's like a concentrate, almost a dab like version of cocaine. You know, it's a concentrated right. cocaine. It's a you only yeah. need a, you need way less. You know, but, you, you just got to mix it with a little baking soda and you're good to go. But hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, now you you smoke the crack and you listen to your audio book on double speed. Oof. Still too slow. Yeah, I, I think got, that's how you time travel. Up. That's time travel right there. Miami Connection 2. Welcome <laughs> to Kenai. <laughs> I'm hey, before I hit play. It's an untapped market. It's an untapped the Port market. of Soul Dotna. <laughs> I love it. No, um, I mean, to all, all joking aside, though, I do. Um, I absolutely love. Um, I think Alaska has like an under uh, underappreciated art scene. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you guys so had an art scene. The, the the, uh, Alaska as a whole, it's, it's such yeah. a very wide spectrum. You're Just in Missouri. In, there ain't shit happening. Yeah, there. you're in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> like, you're, man. Oh, like, fuck. What, what is Hannibal lately? Here's, here's how much it sucks, right? Like, so he's actually near Lake of the Ozarks, where the, yes. the show Ozarks is supposed to take place. It's yeah, not, right. because Lake of the Ozarks sucks, uh, sucks so much that they actually film it in Georgia. Yeah, right. they filmed that. They filmed that on the lake that I grew up on. That's funny. That's the, um, funny. So that's how much yeah. where he's at sucks. But oh, anyway, yeah, fuck Mark. this place. <laughs> yeah, but but in 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 in, in hip hop though, like in Alaska, it's so varied. It's it's mm. it, there's a whole bunch of different artists that sound a whole bunch of different ways. On one hand, you have guys like uh, like Half Smoke, and then on the other hand, you have Tay Tarantino. You have um you have uh, Alaska Red, and you have Matt Angler. You have, but you have guys that sound completely different from everyone else. Um, but there's and everybody. Still- and that's the thing is like, like really everybody sounds pretty different. Everybody has their own way of recording their own like space that they're comfortable in making music and shit. And there's, there's definitely a lot of clicks, but I don't think any of it's really like none of them really see the other as a threat. Everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. That that's actually really cool because um I like I had well, a it's probably because Alaska is so damn big that you guys you know I mean you're not wrong yeah so it it's yeah. It, the internet though how uh, yeah. however has made the collaborative effort and the collaborative process a lot uh, a lot easier so um well, I wouldn't even be making music without the internet bro like for real dude it's like you're I mean <laughs> you're in Oregon Allegiance is in uh, in Alaska a lot of your stuff's done over email. Um, yeah. So one question, yeah. because you do that, do you record at home? Yeah, primarily. Okay. Yeah. So one of the, so you're, you're doing your own engineering. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about. No, I mean, I, don't, I, I record here, but I always send my shit to other people because I'm pretty terrible at mixing. Well, um, I, get, I, I speak to a lot, uh, a lot of producers and, and, um, <laughs> and, um, and such on the podcast as well. I've spoken to um, uh, Skate EP. What, quick production nice. question what software do you use uh for uh, oh just for recording yeah just for recording i either use audacity or a soundtrap which soundtrap you just use that online 
Yes, yeah, uh, I love that Audacity is free, and I think that it's it's one of those underutilized yeah. tools. It the fact that for it's just getting raw vocals, Audacity is perfect. If you try using any of their presets, you're probably not going to have too much fun. But I mean, just to get the raw, Audacity is perfect. If you can, uh, in my personal opinion, if you can stay open source software and then utilize, I say I'm a big hardware nerd. Yeah, but, you know, I prefer like. Like my, I like my, I like an outboard compressor. Like I want to be able to like twist the knobs myself. But, oh, totally. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I honestly, I think audacity is underutilized. Um, and I totally. think kind of people disrespect it just because it is open source. Oh yeah. People shit on me on for using it all the time. And then I'm like, yeah, well I make better songs than you. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, that's an artist man <laughs> it is it is <laughs> you're using walmart acrylics yeah and my paint is <laughs> yours motherfucker <laughs> well that's a it's well, a big part of it is, is how you use what um you know how you use the tools that you have you can have a great studio and your music can still suck oh um, yes oh yes well it's the old you put you put me on a five thousand dollar guitar and you put Jimi hendrix on a 100 dollar guitar who do you think is going to sound better I'm listening to Hendrix. Hey, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's, so I mean, all, all things being equal, like I liked what you did with this last record. I liked what you're you, uh, with with Kill the Clan. Um, yeah. I like I, I, I like your stuff. Previous, what is the what does the future hold? Are you going to? Um, I mean, I, I'm assuming you know, like you're going to continue making music with Allegiance, but have you thought about other producers or what other producers have hit you up for music? Well, actually, uh, I started with Johnny Kohler, like way back in 2011. Um, Johnny Kohler, I hit him up on Craigslist in 2011 because I just got done messing with these other dudes who were just not, we were not on the same wavelength in terms of like what kind of music we wanted to make. They wanted to make like club music and I wanted to make like music where we're like actually being somewhat clever you know just kind of I, I like I like you know lyrical rap and so uh, I moved on and I sent the shit out on Craigslist and Johnny Kohler hit me up the next day and was like yo let's make music and uh he sent me like three beats and then the next weekend I went to his crib in Fairbanks and crashed out there and we recorded our first DP and we've since that day in 2011 I've been going nonstop. How did you link with Allegiance? Allegiance, he just kind of heard of me because I had been doing so much shit with Kohler. Like I'd probably, I'd probably drop at least seven projects with Kohler and uh, DJ Allegiance had been working with Matt Angler. He'd been working with Jacob Jump and I've worked with those artists before. And I, I haven't recorded anything with Jacob, but we've like done battle rap shit and other stuff like that together. Uh, but Angler is the one that kind of got me turned on to DJ Allegiance in terms of actually making music. Um, now in the last, on the last record, um, Kill the Clan, yeah. um, can you talk about some of the name, like how you came up with, with some of the concepts uh, for songs? Qualified Immunity uh, makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That one's self-explanatory. <laughs> but Uncle Sam is a Dick has been my favorite song on the record since before I heard the record, which is probably- Shout out to my homie Robbie for singing that hook. I That's wrote it. that hook, but my homie Robbie, he sang that hook. He Man, he killed that shit. I love that. 
I think it's one of the best titles for a song uh, that I've heard. And I've, you and I have had uh, the conversation over the, over the gram, but it's very much like a Dead Kennedys record. It's, uh, it's yeah. awful. Dead Kennedy. <laughs> hey, um, Why would you put that evil on anybody? <laughs> um, oh it, I love that. Well, it was, it's yeah. one of those um, uh, content over quality things. Like they didn't have necessarily the cleanest uh, vocal recording. Oh. But it's, oh hell no! I was using like a hundred thirty dollar microphone for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds that way because it's supposed to sound that way, as uh, exactly as would yeah. say. Um, I always sure. just sung into the the pickups of my Gibson Les Paul. <laughs> like yeah, but that's because you were an innovator. Yeah, no, well, I well I learned it from legend pilots. <laughs> that's but, what legends do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like my uh, my favorite uh, thing about the Stone. It wasn't plugged into was anything. Pearl Jam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the way. <laughs> oh man all right hey, I, I have a question this, that's not this has nothing to do with anything but i have a question it's totally off topic but you said pearl jam you know that song i I'm, I'm gonna sound ignorant as fuck for a second that song by eddie vetter where he's talking about don't call me daughter. What the yes. fuck is that song actually about? Because every time I hear that song, I just hear an old dude talking about don't call me daughter. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Nobody's calling um, you daughter. Okay. So um, it's it's actually really deep. What you have to understand, it's about a girl who did <laughs> think about some stuff and things got to rain. All the white people go nuts as soon as you start doing that. Well, like, oh, yeah, coming out of me. It's their Scott Weiland, fucking Chad Kroger, Eddie Vedder. Don't call me, daughter. Yeah, man. That's like, how you get the white people riled up right there, man. I think that pretty much covers it. The, I mean, there is also the, but I, I don't want to go too deep in the story, but there's the <laughs> part. That, um, that part was deep. So we've got Siri. Fuck off, Siri. So Tech. Fucking die, Siri. So, so Tech. Um, Siri just knows stuff. We we call him Siri because he just randomly knows stuff. And, and I fucking hate him. We're dehumanizing him because that way we don't have to like, uh, yeah, like you don't, we don't have to pay feel, him. We don't feel bad when he cries anymore. Yeah, that's basically. good. They bottle it. Quality yeah. American tactics. I it's like basically it. it's like adrenochrome for terrible human beings. <laughs> Which is the difference. Damn. Somehow different than it. Adrenochrome. Oh, that Dr. Gonzo <laughs> shit. <laughs> As opposed to adrenochrome for those good people. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, my favorite, before we go any further, uh, before we learn the true story of, uh, of daughter. Right um, after these messages. My favorite, yeah. conspir- but maybe my favorite conspiracy theory about all of the COVID stuff is that um, celebrities who test positive uh, were, um, were all getting a bad batches of adrenochrome. Oh, wow. That's 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 pretty. Uh, who were the first celebrities that, to Who were the first well, celebrities to test positive? Cool thing is, my daughter tested negative, which means our adrenochrome is good. All right, yeah, you got the good, good shit. Good, you good. Got the good shit. So the first the first celebrity that I can think of that, that tested positive was Tom Hanks, who's got his own. He's got a million conspiracies 
uh, around him. Almost. Um, yeah, he he is a pretty he's a pretty shady one. Like I don't I don't buy into conspiracy theories normally because they're not. Um, well, the sources are usually pretty weird and more often than not racist. But Tom Hanks is shady as fuck. I I, I believe he does some weird shit. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna Can get a little. T- hold on. Can we title the show that? I, uh, I'm not. <laughs> yes, please. Hanks is shady as fuck. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Damn, that is good. That is good. Yeah. I like that. Is that a a pineapple bong? Oh no! Check it out. I got the aliens. The aliens. Oh, oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, man, it looks like a like he's got a cool pineapple bong. Like it's like he's got fruit. That's cool. I love, you, I love pineapple. Are you it's telling great. me that I'm on a I'm on a podcast with a reefer addict? Sorry. Speaking of off a rant about this thing going. Or, oh, we're already recording. Fuck it. We're recording. I was. Uh, my concern was just like how many times they pointed like their like their machine guns in their friends' faces, just like walking around like this. Yeah. Like just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I only have a rudimentary understanding of gun safety, but that like that seemed or firearm safety, but that seemed like like you probably shouldn't. Hey, well, well, once he's back, we can't talk about guns. Don't want to get him riled up now. Yeah, yeah. Still shot, yeah. So, still shot and gay. Oh, hey, so hey. that's the second time I had crabs. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy, you're back. So, so hey, what? Hey. Kick them off. Uh, <laughs> so well, I went to a I went to a Take Havoc concert and it was so bad the crowds all left. It was weird. Oh man! Oh, oh God, I'm just I'm kidding. Give <laughs> music. Um. So real quick, um, we were talking about the weapon safety issue in uh, uh, in the film Miami Connection, and oh. uh, yeah, no one really seemed to have any any trigger discipline. Um, no, no, no. Hit shit. I love and the pa-ching, pa-ching, pa-ching. Yeah. Like there was that they're aiming at the floor. Port like Jane, Jane and her brother. So the the responsible drug dealer who, in sometimes he'd wear a suit, and then sometimes he'd you know be like he'd be in fatigues, like he was an extra in a Sean Price video. Um, <laughs> but he like he looked like he was a member of like the boot camp clique. And he was, but he would, you know, he would sometimes he'd have his responsible suit on. He had like the mature guy beard and a comb over. Yeah, he was all over the place for real. He was all over the place in terms of tone. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, and what's crazy is like you knew he was a scumbag with money when he pulled up like with all the bikers. They're all the badass bikers and the badass biker chicks who, by the way, look like the type of ladies who would show you their boobs at a mid-80s biker rally in Central Ooh. Florida. Which happened at the 55 like the chicks that you, uh The chicks that you fight in Final Fight. You remember Final Fight? They reminded me of like them chicks. The biker chicks Final Fight. fight. Well, you I ever played Final Fight? Fairness, oh, I, come on. Was that a video game? There were many women that... Oh, that's an old-ass video game. That's an 80s video game. That's an 80s video game. Nah, Rashi. <laughs> so you're sitting there with your fucking Atari playing Final Fight with a bunch of pixelated women with their boobies hanging I'm still, out. I'm still waiting for my Wi-Fi. You know what? When when you're dealing in 8-bit, that little like that little pink squared... It's just, oh my nipple. gosh. Yeah, that could uh, be... Yeah, yeah, you get, you get to have an imagination. <laughs> yeah. It gets you further. It like, gets you further. Dude, I have point. had some sexy Tetris. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm so, I just started thinking about dial-up porn, you know? You got dial-up porn, so you do a still frame image, and it's like coming down, and it's all 
blurry. Yo, I remember that. And you're already going, so you're just filling in the blanks as it's coming down. (laughs) And you're like, not what I was expecting. (laughs) Then you get to the very, you get to the very end. You got this beautiful woman. That's only funny because I've done fantastic, yeah, fantastic (laughs) stomach. And you're just like, yeah, you're like, oh, give me the money shot, give me the money shot, and then that last little bit loads in, and it's a big old, ah, and you're like. Jokes on you! You've been cranking it to a sheet for forty-five minutes while it's it. It's the computer the whole family uses, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. and you haven't learned about clearing history yet. <laughs> so your, so your family loves is it? Knows you're a pervert with patience. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've corrupted at least two of my family's uh, family computers back in the day. I, I I broke at least two of them. Then they were like, you know what? We're going to Apple after this because I kept I kept fucking up the PCs, man. Apple has better spyware, so you can, here you go, stun. You like porn? We bought you an Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that that's Thanks, exactly yeah. how it went down. <laughs> that keeps, keeps well, coming up. I'll take habit. We know that you enjoy your porno, but I. But well, I prefer to see it like in pixels and in like increments. Like I don't want all of my picture at once. Yeah. I want to wait oh, yeah. like two to three minutes before I see like. You like that delay. You like that delay. You're one of those freaks. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, it gets really good if you get disconnected midway through. In the '90s, we called it oh. foreplay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mom walks in because you're in the living room where the computer is <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what the are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's sad because it's true. <laughs> I'm like, I just wanted one picture of nipples. <laughs> and it was that shit's way too real. That shit's way too real, man. Oh my god! In that time, I could have learned to talk to girls. <laughs> I know. Well, they would have loved me. It's too busy. I could have been out there. <laughs> Learning how to hack the internet for boobs. <laughs> oh gosh! Wasted well, time. Password sites are still a thing. <laughs> oh my god, a war is. <laughs> anyway, though, I feel yeah. like I feel like so. Scott twenty was- years before those jokes were able to be made, this movie was made by a guy trying to memberships. And that's what we need to remember, is that all of this started because in 1985 and 1986, a dude from, a dude who moved to South Florida from Korea said, I need to sell more Taekwondo memberships. And the only way to do that is to make an action sports film. Yeah. Like he'd yeah. seen Rashin, he'd seen Rad, he was like, I can, I can do Corey Webster, but with, but with, uh, with Taekwondo. And Taekwondo looks great in, uh, on cameras because it's, like, it's no. like a violent yoga. It's um, amazing. It's like, <laughs> violent yoga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's, it's fucked up because, it's like, because as a Taekwondo instructor, when you watch the fights in this film, this dude clearly has never told his students to block. <laughs> like, no, like, how are you no. a, bl- a black belt, but you never learned to play? Uh, yeah. You don't need, you don't need teachers, because you don't need to do that. As long as you do this, you're gonna get kicked right there. Problem solved. Yeah. No, it, it's, that is blocking, it's bro. You're, you're. This is so powerful; they can only hit you where they, where you want them to. 
Attack. Yeah, no, I think no, other... that's it. He explained it perfectly. There it is. That's Shut it. up, Siri. We haven't even seen you yet. I know you're there. <laughs> Have you been here the whole time, Siri? Are you there? You're like just listening to my conversation, even though I can't see you and I don't know that you're really there. You're fucking there listening to me all the time, aren't you, you little son of a bitch? He's here. Let me see that face. Where are you? He's right behind you. Oh, you have a herpes outbreak right now, Siri? What? That does not compute. Yeah, like, like grab, grab okay, your give little me a fucking reach around. Colin Bones <laughs> or your, your Jolly Roger flag yeah. and look behind Sorry. it. Sorry. No, he'll be gone by then. He's, uh, Mr. Havoc, you don't understand. Um, he's yeah. got, it's he cool. He's got ninja music just... behind him. Dude, okay, hate, hate sexual. You had your hand down. He had his hand out. It was, if you were a tag team uh, partner with him, you'd have just continued to get fucked up. He was like, yo, I'll tag in. I'll tag in. And you're like, I'm just going to put my head down. You'd be a great ref in professional wrestling. You're not paying attention to anything. Like zero. Zero. Yeah. You put your well, head down I, for a I second. I got this. I don't need to pay attention to anything. Chairs in the ring. Man, <laughs> which by the way, we had professional wrestling up here this past Friday. Mm. Yeah, you had. Yeah, I had. Uh, nice. AE, I, I had gotten to see AEW star Joey Janela uh, wrestle Swoggle of the WWE, formerly uh, known as Horn Swoggle. Um, yeah, it was a great, a great match. A lot of matches. Like the I've... the second nephew cousins to the Bushwhackers were there in attendance. The uh... the Bush, <laughs> the Bushes. That's yeah. actually, you know, the crazy thing is, is um, the Bushwhackers well, were smaller, actually supposed to be related now. to the the Bush family. That's, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's uh, that deep, that deep Australian inbreeding. That joke didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, no, that was. Crazy. Yeah, but are we talking like what type of Bush? Are we talking, are we talking about like the Bush Latte family, or what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about the Bushwhackers and uh, yeah, the the, the Steens. If you know, like, Dr. oh, Mrs. we're going back to the we're going back to the Yiddish conversation. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, like the the children, like of them that did the, the wrestling with the no teeth and the like licking each other's armpits thing. Last time I wrestled with somebody with no teeth, it was uh, a very interesting experience. To say the How least. much did that cost you? <laughs> it, well, a couple G's. It was a little bit more than. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a, little bit more a good night will cost you some dough. If, like, the <laughs> night of your life costs you, like, 50 bucks, it wasn't the night of your life. I, like, I, I love that he's got a good baseline. You'll never forget, though. You'll never forget. Yeah, that's, a, like, it's got to be worth it to you. You got to, you know, you got to make the whole thing, uh, you know, like a real experience to you. Um, that's right. Before we, depart, before we depart from the film, there were some, some things that I wanted to discuss about. Or discuss. Can we talk about the dubbing? Because the dubbing was fucking terrible. Oh, the I see. I'll argue with you that because I okay, thought there were so many was moments awesome because it was there were so many moments where like homies are like moving their mouths and like there is nothing coming out and that shit. I, I mean, I love it. I do I love that, that shit, but Netflix it's also so, <laughs> so. Let's talk a little bit about the movie. Like this, this was um, yeah. like financed by one of the members of the band and the Taekwondo instructor. Like they made this like, thing. Like awesome. him, yeah. It cost about a million dollars to make. So, like the, the film, the Dude, film that, that, that hurts my you brain. Can make that it for hurts three my brain now. That's However, sort of... you've got to get people who are cameramen. You got to do as much of the stuff because it's it's the 1980s. You know, it's not like everyone mm-hmm. had access to the equipment. There wasn't a whole lot of equipment that like, was being made, and there probably weren't a whole. Yeah. yeah, but we're talking about the ability to overdub and uh, yeah. and all that stuff. That exi- <laughs> uh, to do that in South Florida in the 80s cost real money. 
Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. You know, like the, the, the quality of the boom mics isn't going to be what it is now. Or No, of or, course not. No. Like for like a, a high budget mid 80s film like Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, <laughs> yeah, which also yeah, costs $1 million. But, I mean, yeah, and it's, but, also, it's also on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's one of the, honestly, one of my favorite movies of all time Muppets Take Manhattan. It's a good show. I love, dude. I love all the Muppets for real, dude. There's a grits, that, grits. Think, How many grits? I don't know. You count them. <laughs> I like Animal, but oh, man. Animal. I like all the one-liners. They were great. They were like, there yeah. was just some random shit that was said. Like everyone on and uh, and the Muppets and the Muppet movies is basically <laughs> like Coach on uh, on and Cheers. Like not like not like not like Kermit and Piggy, but like all those little those little sub coaching cheers is so tragic. He this was is a long story, but he was so tragic. So okay, but but he was also he didn't believe in this uh, he didn't believe in the moon. Yeah. No yeah, like it, so the, it's not real. Yeah the moon wasn't his I didn't I didn't believe in the moon until they uh, until they sent pictures. Um he'd have been, he'd have been prime for some Eddie Bravo Earth flat uh, flat earth stuff. Oh, fun. Throwing on, throw them on to some like Eric DeBay, uh, you know. Like, oh, we should do it. We got to do an episode of Cheers. We got to do an episode of Cheers. We do have to do an episode. I love Cheers. I love huh? Cheers. Cheers I love is great. Cheers. What was Cheers? Uh, never seen it. Okay, obviously, you're not from America. Um, you're right, actually. Oh, no, my cover's blown. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, papers. Yeah. Ah, Vadonia, Smirnoff Ice. Yes, very good, very good, you know? Oh, I come! I love Cheers. So good, Coach. So tragic, you know. He have bad time. Oh, Muppets take Manhattan. Yeah, the hat. The hat almost had me convinced. And your Acapulco shirt. <laughs> I try so hard. Oh, no. You know, I go. I love Miami. You know, cocaine. Boom, boom. We have good time. Make party. Get many, many white girls. Yeah. What is like Omaha, Nebraska? That's is where I where I grow up. <laughs> I go. I shuck corn. You know, I'm like, oh, shuck corn. <laughs> I make joke. I kid. I kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Hollywood. Who's got a segue? <laughs> like, segue. Hey, up. did you know they're making a new Borat movie? Yes, nice, thank you. Yes, really? nice segue okay. and a great point. So here's what's what's great is that I I speak to uh, I I love coffee, right? I I love coffee. I love our local coffee shops, and, and what oh, I've yeah. learned is that um, people have forgotten that Borat exists. Yeah, really? that's a real it's movie. Crazy, it's crazy. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about my my Borat viewing experience because I watched it in Luxembourg, Germany, or in Lu not Luxembourg, Germany, in Luxembourg when I was stationed in Germany. He's high roading us, by the um, way. <laughs> so I watched wow. it. Well, well, we I will I watched it with with a, a bunch of people who aren't American. Yeah, and oh, so right, right. That's so worst. that's what makes the viewing experience a little bit different because yeah, for yeah. some of these folks, this is. This is going to be their only interaction with actual people of the United States. Right? And they see him singing to cowboys screaming, throw the Jew down the well. But basically what he's saying is because he didn't see it with Americans, it was better. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you know, so for was me? A, this was the same audience uh, for the most part that I saw Inglorious Bastards with. And when the Jew mm. bear was, uh, was going Ted Williams, on the Nazi's head, I'm laughing yeah. my balls off. <laughs> and everybody else in the audience is like, oh my God, oh my God, what is he doing? What is he doing to the head of this? Could have been any one of our grandparents. This is horrific. 
Oh my God, I'm laughing my nuts off. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. And then he can get, gets him in the brain. He beats him in the brain with a stick. He's killing the fucking Nazi. Um, and this is, and for me, like this, this is great. Like this is. Yeah, great. no, I, I saw it in theaters myself, that but it was, was with a bunch of boring ass Americans. <laughs> but when you're watching it with people who, by the way, there is there there are two veteran uh, cemeteries in Luxembourg. One is the yes. American cemetery where General yep. Patton is buried. And then the other is for the Nazi dead. That one's scary. Um, terrifying. Oh, yeah. It was fucking <laughs> terrifying. Like the American one is like well lit. It's nice. It's yeah. cleaned on a regular oh, The German yeah. one is right down the road. It's not really well maintained. I think it rains a little extra there every year because it just has yep. this awe of like doom and gloom. It's like, man, <laughs> um, this is, I, I get it, I get it, but yeah. that's, right. uh, you know, a kilometer or two away from where I'm watching this movie. Was it, it was just a weird sort of wrap your brain? That is, that's, that's kind that of is. A, that's surreal. Um, but See, yeah, I would have been, I would have been all about, I would have been clapping during that scene. I've been like, that's what my granddad did, your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> USA. Right. Clearly Nobody, not before he fucked your grandma. Uh, oh. <laughs> You kind of look like my brother. Are we, are we, are we distant relatives? Are we distant relatives? Uh, it's not a war crime. He was the victor. It's not a war crime. It's okay. I'm feeling very Sig Heilish. Oh, well. <laughs> Easy there, buddy. We don't want to cross a line now. No, no, no. Not here. So, so yeah, this... Um, this Go is see Miami be... Connection. It's, yeah, it's Miami a Connection short movie. It's like thrashing. It's like I mean, cube. It's more like Solar Babies or that BMX movie that Nicole Kidman was in. It's not a. It's not oh, by yeah, any great cinema, but it's great cinema to laugh at. The fact that it exists. Listen. Take your own yeah. notes. Watch it yeah. with people you enjoy watching movies with. That's the other thing. Yeah. This is a movie that you don't I have did, to yeah. feel bad about talking shit to the person next to you. Honestly, like, I, it's, I, and it's encouraged. I would suggest not watching it alone. No. Yeah, and, oh, definitely. That is, I, that's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I watched it by myself, so I was very, very analytical about it. And I mean, it was still <laughs> a good movie, but I think had, had it had better editing, it could have been the next Schindler's List. Um, I thought that definitely had that commentary. Yeah, the commentary. It was I. It was actually pretty pervasive. The commentary. Yeah, I, mean, I thought Schindler's List could be the next Miami Connection. Tell that to Spielberg. That'll go over real well. Man, you, I don't know if you've ever listened to this podcast, but we go over conspiracies and we can stick around on Spielberg for a minute. Oh, gee, oh, God. Oh, no. man. I, you know, uh, I, I think Spielberg would be, would be considered blessed if we compared any of his films to the Miami Connection. Um, anything we can do to pull him away from the Illuminati, he will be grateful. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, yeah. can, we can all leave and come back six hours later when Bill's done. Yeah. And Bill's still going to be sitting here doing that Humphrey Bogart voice that he does when he gets really excited. Well, I know that. It's like Humphrey Bogart and uh, that annoying-ass guy from the fucking Parent Trap or whatever had a baby. Guilford Godfrey. Humphrey Bogart and Guilford Godfrey had a baby. Oh, that's yeah. Bill when he gets excited. Damn. That, I, that's, that's a statement. It's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, nice my God. Nice to yeah. meet you. Mr. Havoc. 
<laughs> nice to meet yeah. all of you. Nice to meet all of you. This is hella fun. Oh, wait, are you not like, are you not like boys with Bill? Or is this, you, did you just call this guy randomly? He's like, yeah, I'll be on the show. No, like, it might, he just put numbers no, on the phone. And social this media, thing. social media shit. Social media. So one of the things that I do oh, uh, that, that at least I have ownership of and haven't done enough with is alaskahiphop.com. And mm -hmm. one of the things yeah. that I like, one of the ways that I enjoy spending my time is listening to the music of artists from here. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, Take has, he's regularly releasing music. Like there's, there's a consistent stream of new music. And yeah. he's done some, some really well, like clear, uh, clear stuff. The, rec the record that came out in March with DJ Allegiance, right? Very yeah. solid, sort of like I would yeah. I'd call it a, a, a backpack hip hop record. It's totally. That's what I would describe most of it as, honestly. Um, but it, this, this very, this, this new record, "Kill the Clan," uh, doesn't have. It doesn't have the same sound for a lot, uh, for a lot of different reasons. And and I and I, I wanted to say that I that was one of the things that I appreciated the most about the record that it was more, it was more about content than clarity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Absolutely. Like, this these are the things that I need to say because this is this is the time and place in my life. This doesn't necessarily have uh, the time that I would, you know, if, if you're making a traditional record, um, you know, you take more time doing it. This is a record that needs to get out. Um, yeah, I just record, pushed it right the fuck out. Um, <laughs> it's crazy that like, this is the one I probably spent some of the least amount of time on and like, it's gotten some of the most like this this shit's already got like over 1500 plays in two weeks which is kind of unprecedented for me personally nice. so like it's, it's cool. cool it's really cool yeah, to just no, see like is... how people respond you know if you if you say what the what other people are thinking in a way that they you know, that resonates with them no and this is this is something really cool so wait that i like to focus on is the fact that we're um like i like to look at you and your art and focus on like kind of what you do creatively um, and focus a little bit less on like your, your fine work at the Barnes and Noble. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I used to no, sell no, it, I, I think it's okay. So that's one of actually, <laughs> to, to be, <laughs> well, I, okay. So here's a funny lesser known stereotype. Funny lesser known stereotype about crackheads is they love to read. Yes. Crackheads, oh, yeah. love, crackheads love reading. Yeah, so they don't buy their yeah, I'm about to get me some crack in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be speed reading like a motherfucker. Well, it's, it's efficient <laughs> that way. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so oh, your crack God. is essentially, it's like a concentrate, almost a dab-like version of cocaine. You know, it's a concentrated right. cocaine. It's a, you only yeah. need a, you need way less. You know, but, you, you just got to mix it with a little baking soda and you're good to go. But hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, now, you, you smoke the crack and you listen to your audio book on double speed. Oof. Still too slow. Yeah, I, I think that's how you're time, you time that travel. Up. That's time travel right there. That's like <laughs> <laughs> like, Miami at, Connection 2. Welcome <laughs> to Kenai. <laughs> I'm hey, a, I hit play. It's an untapped market. It's an untapped the Port market. of Soldatna. <laughs> I love it. No, um, I mean, to, all, all joking aside, though, I do. Um, I absolutely love. Um, I think Alaska has like an under uh, underappreciated art scene. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you guys had an art so scene. Why? 
The, 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 uh, Alaska as a whole, it's, it's such yeah. a very wide spectrum. You're Just in Missouri. In, there ain't shit happening. Yeah, now. you're in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> like, you're, man. Oh, like, fuck. What, what is happening? Here's, here's how much it sucks, right? Like, so he's actually near Lake of the Ozarks, where the, yes. the show Ozarks is supposed to take place. It's yeah, not, sure. because Lake of nope. the Ozarks sucks, uh, sucks so much that they actually film it in Georgia. Yeah, right? they filmed that. They filmed that on the lake that I grew up on. That's funny. That's the, um, funny. So that's how much yeah. where he's at sucks. But um, anyway, Alaska fuck this place. <laughs> yeah. But but in 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 in, in hip hop though, like in Alaska, it's so varied. It's it's mm -hmm. it, there's a whole bunch of different artists that sound a whole bunch of different ways. On one hand, you have guys like uh like Half Smoked, and then on the other hand, you have Tay Tarantino. You have um you have uh, Alaska Red, and you have Mad Angler. You have, but you have guys that sound completely different from everyone else. Um, but there's and everybody. And that's the thing is like, like really everybody sounds pretty different. Everybody has their own way of recording, their own like space that they're comfortable in making music and shit. And there's there's definitely a lot of clicks, but. I don't think any of it's really like none of them really see the other as a threat. Everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. That that's actually really cool because um, I yeah. like I had well, a probably because Alaska is so damn big that you guys you don't. I mean, you're not that's, wrong. Yeah, that's, you're not wrong. So it, it it's yeah. it, the internet though. How yeah. uh, however has made the collaborative effort and the collaborative process a lot uh, a lot easier. So um, well, I wouldn't even be making music without the internet, bro. Like for real, dude. It's like. You're, I mean, you're in Oregon, Allegiance is in, uh, in Alaska. A lot of your stuff's done over email. Um, yeah. So one question, yeah. because you do that, do you record at home? Yeah, primarily. Okay. Yeah. So one of so you're, you're doing your own engineering. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk. No, about, I mean I don't. I I record here, but I always send my shit to other people because I'm pretty terrible at mixing. Well, um, I get I, I speak to a lot uh, a lot Please of producers and and um, and um, and such on the podcast as well. I've spoken to um, uh, Skate EP. What, quick production nice. question: What software do you use uh, for? Uh, oh, just for recording. Yeah, just for recording. I either use Audacity or uh, Soundtrap. Which Soundtrap? You just use that online. Yeah, it's, uh, I love that Audacity is free, and I think that it's it's one of those underutilized yeah. tools. It, the fact that for it's just getting raw vocals, Audacity is perfect. If you try using any of their presets, you're probably not going to have too much fun. But I mean, just to get the raw, Audacity is perfect. If you can, uh, in my personal opinion, if you can stay open source software and then utilize, I say I'm a big hardware nerd. Yeah. But, you know, I prefer like like my I like my I like an outboard compressor. Like I want to be able to like twist the knobs myself. But, oh, totally. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I honestly, I think Audacity is underutilized. Um, and I think totally. Kind of people disrespect it just because it is open source. Oh, yeah. People shit on me on, for using it all the time. And I'm like, yeah, well, I make better songs than you. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, that's an artist, man. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> You're using Walmart acrylics? Yeah. And my paint is than yours, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a big a. part of it is, is how you use what, um, you know, how you use the tools that you have. You can have a great studio and your music can still suck. Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes. And, well, Teal, you put, you put me on a $5,000 guitar and you put Jimi Hendrix on a $100 guitar. Who do you think is going to sound better? I'm listening to Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
It's real. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, all, all things being equal, like, I liked what you did with this last record. I liked what you're you, uh, with, with kill the clan. Um, yeah. I like, yeah. I, I, I like your stuff previous. What is the, what does the future hold? Are you going to, um, I mean, I, I'm assuming, you know, like you're going to continue making music with allegiance, but have you thought about other producers or what other producers have hit you up for music? Well, actually, uh, I started with Johnny Kohler, like way back in 2011. Um, Johnny Kohler, I hit him up on Craigslist in 2011 because I just got done messing with these other dudes who were just not, we were not on the same wavelength in terms of like what kind of music we wanted to make. They wanted to make like club music and I wanted to make like music where we're like actually being somewhat clever, you know, just kind of, I like, I like, you know, lyrical rap. And so uh, I moved on and I sent the shit out on Craigslist and Johnny Kohler hit me up the next day and was like, yo, let's make music. And uh, he sent me like three beats. And then the next weekend I went to his crib in Fairbanks and crashed out there and we recorded our first DP. And we've, since that day in 2011, I've been going nonstop. How did you link with Allegiance? Allegiance, he just kind of heard of me because I had been doing so much shit with Kohler. Like I'd probably, I'd probably drop at least seven projects with Kohler and uh, DJ Allegiance had been working with Matt Angler. He'd been working with Jacob Jump and I've worked with those artists before. And I, I haven't recorded anything with Jacob, but we've like done battle rap shit and other stuff like that together. Uh, but Angler is the one that kind of got me turned on to DJ Allegiance in terms of actually making music. Um. Now, in the last, on the last record, um, Kill the Clan, yeah. um, can you talk about some of the name, like how you came up with, with some of the concepts uh, for songs? Qualified Immunity uh, makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That one's like self-explanatory. <laughs> but Uncle Sam is a Dick has been my favorite song on the record since before I heard the record, which is probably... Shout out to my homie Robbie for singing that hook. I wrote the- that hook, but my homie Robbie, he sang that hook. He, man, he killed that shit. I love that. I think it's one of the best titles for a song uh, that I've heard. And I've, you and I have had uh, the conversation over the, over the gram, but it's very much like a dead Kennedy's record. It's, uh, it's yeah. awful. <laughs> dead Kennedy. <laughs> Hell. Um, Why would you put that evil on anybody? <laughs> um, oh it, I love that. Well, it was, it's yeah. one of those um, uh, content over quality things. Like they didn't have necessarily the cleanest uh, vocal recording. Oh. But it's, oh, hell no. I was using like a $130 microphone for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds that way because it's supposed to sound that way, as, uh, exactly. as you would yeah. say. Um, I always sure. just sung into the, the pickups of my Gibson Les Paul. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's because you were an innovator. Yeah, no, well, I, well, I learned it from legend. pilots. That's but, what legends do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... My, uh, my favorite uh, thing about the Stone It wasn't Temple plugged into anything. Oh man! All right. Hey, I, I have a question. So that's not. This has nothing to do with anything. But I have a question. It's totally off topic. But you said Pearl Jam. You know that song? 
I, I'm, I'm going to sound ignorant as fuck for a second. That song by Eddie Vedder where he's talking about Don't Call Me Daughter. What the yes. fuck is that song actually about? Because every time I hear that song, I just hear an old dude talking about Don't Call Me Daughter. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Nobody's calling you um, daughter. Okay. So um, it's it's actually really deep. What you have to understand, it's about a girl who did <laughs> think about some stuff and things got all the white people go nuts as soon as you start doing that. Well, like, <laughs> oh yeah, For sure. coming out of me. It's their Scott Weiland, uh, fucking <laughs> Chad Kroger, Eddie Vedder. Uh, yeah. Don't call me daughter. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, 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 uh. That's like, how you get the white people riled up right there, man. Kinda, I, mean, uh, I think, I, I think like that a, pretty much covers it. The, I mean, there is also the, but I, I don't want to go too deep in the story, but there's the <laughs> part. That, um, that part was deep. So we've got Siri. So Tech. Fucking die, Siri. So, so Tech. Um, What's up? Siri just knows stuff. We we call him Siri because he just randomly knows stuff. And, and we, I fucking hate and him. We're dehumanizing him because that way we don't have to like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like we don't, we don't have to feel, pay. Him. We don't feel bad when he cries anymore. Yeah, that's basically. good. They bottle it. That's quality yeah. American tactics. I it's like basically it. it's like adrenochrome for terrible human beings. <laughs> Which is the difference. Damn. How different than adrenochrome. Oh, that Dr. Gonzo shit. <laughs> As opposed to adrenochrome for those good people. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, my favorite, before we go any further, uh, before we learn the true story of, uh, of daughter, right um, after these messages, my favorite yeah. conspiracy, but maybe my favorite conspiracy theory about all of the COVID stuff is that um, celebrities who test positive uh, were, um, were all getting a bad batches of adrenochrome. Oh, wow. That's 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 pretty. Uh, who were the first celebrities that, to Who were the first well, celebrities to test positive? Cool thing is, my daughter tested negative, which means our adrenochrome is good. All right, yeah, you got the good, good shit. Good, you good. got the good shit. So the first the first celebrity that I can think of that, that tested positive was Tom Hanks, who's got his own. He's got a million conspiracies uh, around him. Almost um, yeah, he he is a pretty he's a pretty shady one. Like I don't I don't buy into conspiracy theories normally because they're not. Um, well, the sources are usually pretty weird and more often than not racist, but Tom Hanks is shady as fuck. I, I, I believe he does some weird shit. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get a little, hold on. Can we title the show that I, uh, I'm not, <laughs> yes, please. Tom Hanks is shady as fuck. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Damn, that is good. That is good. Yeah. I like that. Is that a, a pineapple bong? Oh no, check it out. I got the. Aliens. Aliens. Oh, oh, cool. I was like, man, it looks like a Wait. like he's got a cool pineapple bong. Like it's like he's got fruit. That's cool. I love, you, I love pineapple. Are you telling right? me that I'm on a I'm on a podcast with a reefer addict? Sorry. <laughs> so um, speaking of speaking of reefer, Bill, did you ever get your package that you're supposed to get? And it wasn't what I thought you were gonna get.
This podcast is made possible with the support of Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save You More. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook. The gym is open 24 hours a day. For more information, dial 907-953-4720. That number again, 907-953-4720. Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the brewmeisters of Hashade, blueberry Hashade, and now strawberry Hashade. They also make canna caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter. They also carry flour and concentrates, including decarb oil and cartridges. And because Red Run has their own manufacturing facility, nobody beats their prices. They also stock edibles from Lady Grey and Creative Confections. They carry Frontier CBD. Be sure to ask your bud tender for suggestions and recommendations. Check out their website, redruncannabiscompany.com, for more information, as well as weed maps for their current menu. Hashade and other Red Run products are available at finer dispensaries in the state of Alaska. 5150, located in the heart of Soldatna, they are your home for American-made CBD vape products with over 240 flavors of juice to choose from. They carry coils and mods and really anything else you could possibly need or want for vaping. Be careful, vapes contain nicotine. 10th Planet Soldatna, located at the All-American Training Center, Classes start at 7 p.m. and kids' classes run concurrent to adults and run till about 8.30 p.m. Adult classes are taught by 10th Planet Black Belt Curtis Hembroff with kids, with kids' classes being led by 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu Purple Belt Priscilla Hembroff. And AK-49 Martial Arts slash Bang Muay Thai located in the Peninsula Center Mall. Kids BMT starts at 5, adults start at 6, and coaches include BMT Brown Belt Seth Stacy and the AFC's 135-pound champion, Victor Rodriguez. For more information, including their current schedule, check out AK-49 Martial Arts on Facebook and at AK-49 Martial Arts on Instagram. And congratulations to Coach Seth Stacy on his recent win over AFC veteran Alton Prince. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. 